Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. WWE Stopping Grounds has come and gone. We're here to talk all about it on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz It is history in the making here at AfterBuzz TV. Why? Because I, George Hermosa, am flying solo today. That's right. The way it should have been done all this time, just me, myself, and I. That's right. I'm going to go Jim Rome style. Just kidding. Might have some people here next month, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're here to talk about WWE Stopping Ground. Thank you very much for listening here on, on iTunes, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, all the above. Subscribe button, thumbs up, all the above. You know how it goes. We've been here forever. Uh, but either way, let's just get right into it. Uh, we got some people in the chat room. I want to hear what you guys think. I want to have people calling in if you guys want to call in. I'm going to let you go. I'm gonna let you guys know the number in, 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 in a second. But in the meantime, let's just, let's just go right to it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you that number right now. It's 424-354-8302. 424 424- Three five four eight three zero two. Call in. I want to talk to you guys. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts, not just read about your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. But my first, and uh, you know how we do on AfterBuzz TV. But my first thought is stopping ground. I personally, I think the name sucked. To be honest with you, so, sorry to start off on a negative. Uh, it it it's going to be compared to like a lot of people. I'm hearing. Great Balls of Fire, uh, Capital Punishment, just kind of a one-off. When I first saw that this was going to be the name of the pay-per-view, I thought it was going to be more of like a bragging rights kind of thing where, oh, uh, you don't come to my ground. It's my stomping ground. It's my stomping ground, whatnot. I, it, it turns out it was just kind of another pay-per-view. Uh, so I thought it was kind of the wrong name. But I guess I guess the way Michael Cole set it up like was like, we're here to kick ass and take names or whatever they said. I don't know. I, th- I thought... I get that they're trying to do something different. I mean, I was always – I thought Payback was fine. I thought Backlash was fine. But whatever. Uh, shout out to anybody in the chat room. Joseph Boza, uh, George Cisneros, Dylan Matthews, uh, all, all the usual suspects. So anybody want to have any thoughts, here to read your guys' in the chat room. Um, but, yeah, let's get, let's get right into the actual show aside from the – actually, you know, one more thing about the show. A lot of people have been talking about – the actual show itself and maybe lackluster. We've been hearing on the internet. We're all, let's be real. We're all internet guys. Um, the show is, is ha- having low sales. The show is n- not selling good. They're two for one, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know what? I, I want to hear what you guys think about the show. I have my own thoughts. I think we already have a caller. Hello, caller. Yeah, this is George. What, George from Riverside, right? Yeah. How are you? Good, man. Well, uh, nice, uh, nice to hear from you. Hopefully, I can see you again sometime soon at a at one of our Southern California shows once again. Uh, but l- let's talk about Stomping Ground. W- what did you think of the show? It was all right. I guess it's probably one of the little better pay per view than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, let's say that um, a lot of rematches, like we all talked about, but. Um, 
I think it's getting somewhere, especially it seems like maybe there's some storylines that we could possibly like move on from now on. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, how they're going to continue this whole Lacey and Becky thing. Um, well, Corbin and Seth. It probably sounds like they're setting up for a mixed tag match for the next pay-per-view. Uh, Seth and Becky against uh, Baron and, and Lacey. You don't think so? And I thought that. I thought that, too, with the titles on the line. But do, do we really want to see that? I mean, we've seen we've yeah. seen weirder things before, especially with maybe on one side you have both champions, and maybe it still can be a championship match. You know, whoever gets that pinfall, we saw it at SummerSlam 08 when it was Santino and uh, remind me somebody Santino and someone else. I want to say Santino and, and it was Beth like Phoenix yeah, and well, James and yeah. I forgot who the partner was that. I think it was yeah, Kofi Kingston. It was where it was That's like the women's and the Intercontinental Championship on the line. I mean. Yeah. It, it, it might happen. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, we can talk about the main event. Personally, I didn't think the match was that bad. I know it's going to get a lot, of, a lot of flack because of Baron Corbin. I didn't think it was bad at all. What, you, what did you think? I mean, it wasn't that bad, but like it kind of like towards the end, like after seeing what's been going on with Seth and you know him attacking all the so-called referees, I kind of thought it was going to go to a woman. So it was kind of like. Mm. Anyways, I thought it was all right. It wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was, it was that like bad. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. But it was like, I don't know. I just kind of like was expecting a little more out of it, I guess. I, I mean, know. I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting for it to get the main event slot, if anything. Uh, but I, I, I get I, you have to understand the maybe the logic behind it, or not not even the logic behind it, but just the writer standpoint. You're trying to make Seth a baby face or even bigger baby face. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna make everything about Baron Corbin and even Lacey Evans to be even more hateable. And honestly, from a heel standpoint, because let's be real, if we were kids watching this, we would have loved this as far as like, boo, Baron, boo, Lacey, you know, when Seth gets her come up, it's, it's going to mean a lot more. Uh, I will say this, and I'm saying it right now, and everybody in the chat room want to hear what you think. I think Seth and Becky, I think that relationship's a work. Does anybody else think it's part of the storyline? I, I, I think it's legit. Why do you think it's legit me, as opposed but, to, I mean, I'll tell you why. I, I think it's I, a work, but why do you think it's legit? I don't know. I just think it's legit. That's just my opinion. I, I don't. I really don't know them or yeah, anything yeah. like that. But that's just my opinion. I mean, I, if, just, I don't. I feel like there's too much put out there. I feel like they make it a point to say, oh, there's Seth Seth Rollins talking to his girlfriend, Becky Lynch. Like, we didn't really see that, like, ever really before. I mean, from what everything I heard, Becky's a very private person. Uh, you know, you, you never really heard her publicized really as much as maybe uh, as others about her relationships. Seth Rollins, you know, not as private, but we kind of heard, you know, some stuff about his relationships. I don't know. I just feel like that's too – they're pushing it too much for it to be like – I, I don't know. It just sounds kind of convenient. It's like, you know, WWE outs their relationships. Now they're all of a sudden getting put in, in these storylines together. Like, I just thought it was weird that WWE just puts out their relationship just like that, just out of nowhere. I think a lot, a big part of it is social media. Mm-hmm. The fans are going to find out eventually. They might as well just put it out there. I mean, that's just a lot of these relationships. That's how we find out through is through social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, just recently, you know, for sure it was official that it was Carmella and Corey Graves, for yeah. example. Um, but you know, even in the past, like for example, like let me, like let me give you an example, like when Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. were dating, you know, kind of thing, like oh my gosh, they're dating, kind of thing. But but then that, you know, 
ended up being for real, you know, that's yeah. for real, you know, they're really buried and a baby and everything, but, um, they, they can't really hide it anymore. So that's why they have to kind of put it out there. Well, speaking of, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, what did you think of her match? You know, she faced Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. A lot of people have been giving Lacey Evans a little bit of, you know, maybe unfair criticism. Because I personally think she's been killing it on Raw in the ring for the last month or two. What do you think of, of her match with Becky Lynch? The match wasn't actually that bad. There were some moments in there that I was like, oof, kind of thing. But I think overall, it was good. That's good. Is there anything else that stood out for uh, from the pay per view uh, before we wrap you up? Um, I actually um, I'm looking forward to what's going to go on on the SmackDown side in the women's division there. Okay. Um, with Bailey, for example, I mm-hmm. just want to see what's you know who's going to be hanging with Paul. I know there was a little clip that she uh, mentioned um, backstage that she actually called out like Liv Morgan and mm-hmm. a couple other, other ladies on the on the SmackDown um, locker room, so we'll see what happens. Well, let's be real. With this wild card rule, you can really call out anybody, and anybody can show up at any time. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm sick and tired of this whole wild card. <laughs> I agree they with you. They need the... to keep it. They need to keep it because, you know, it just made every show look fresh. Yeah. It made me excited to watch Raw. It made me excited to watch SmackDown. Now it's just like I'm watching the same show. 100%. So. Well, Thank you so much for calling in, George. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, sometime soon. And thank you so much for joining us. All the above. All right, man. You have a good night. Cool. Thank you. Thank you as well. Uh, interesting thoughts from George in the chat room. And if anybody wants else to call in, again, the number is 424-354-8302. Uh, an interesting take that I personally gave about Becky and Seth being a storyline. I don't know. I just feel like... I just feel like there's too much put out there that makes it feel like, I don't know, like they've, they've it's hard because Rusev and Lana, obviously, you know, Naomi and one of the Usos, like, I mean, we see it all the time, but there was something just different about the way they present Seth and Becky, like just on a regular basis. I don't know what it is. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, I have no shame in being wrong. There's just something about it that just seems weird. So, eh, those are just my thoughts. Uh, again, personally, like I said, I thought Seth and Baron was a great match. Or not great match. I thought it was a good match. I thought it gave – it pretty much did everything what it needed to do. It put tons of heat on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. It put tons of good momentum for Seth Rollins, you know, to overcome the odds. Uh Mission accomplished. Uh, Becky and and Lacey, I thought it was great. I thought Lacey has been improving every single week, every time she or since she's been brought up to the main roster and actually started wrestling. Uh, again, no complaints from me for either match. Uh, the Kofi Kingston Dolph Ziggler cage match. Uh, I think we all kind of expected for it to be a good match, and it was. I think a lot of I think it's going to be remembered most for the finish, which I I, I loved. Anybody who didn't like the finish, please let me know in the chat room. Um, it was interesting. It was unique. It was fun. Typical Kofi Kingston. Like, we, we see him. Uh, I, I like to see him become more of like a uh, – maybe dominant's not the right word, but just a champion that will, just gets definite wins, if you know what I'm saying. This kind of cage match win, it's okay. You know? Good every now and then. Not, not, not a bad way to, to end a match, but I really want to see more of his matches – 
you know, more of his uh, more more victories from him, not because of Xavier Woods, not because of you know sliding through the ropes uh, and and landing on the on the cages or landing on the you know whatever outside the cage. I want to see more victories like he did at WrestleMania, like you know his victory at, at, against Daniel Bryan. Those are the kind of matches I want to see more from from more from him. Should be interesting where they go from here. Um, who's next? You know, are they going to give KO another shot? Are they going to give Sammy another shot? Really, with the wild card rule, which I'm not a fan of, it can really be anybody. I mean, maybe they'll bring somebody over from Raw. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they're going to do Kofi and Roman, which I think is going to be maybe the 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 SummerSlam match. But I mean, I still think Kofi's going to go over. But I again, I like to see Kofi more dominant wins. We looks like we have another caller on the chat room. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Who am I speaking with? Yes, hi, this is Orlando. Hi, Orlando. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Uh, saw you in the chat room. Uh, what did you think of the show? I'm, I'm, I really want to know what you thought of Stopping Rounds. I really enjoyed the show, and I get everybody's kind of probably going to hit on the show because of the, the main event, but I really enjoyed the show. It was really good, like the... Triple Threat match was really good to start off the like the pre-show. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like that was like some really good action pack, and the crowd was really into that match. Let, that was like, oh. let, let me ask you something real quick because you said maybe a lot of people didn't like the show. Just out of curiosity, where are you hearing these these comments of people not liking the show? Well, I sometimes follow some of the wrestling news, mm-hmm. and so most of them are always like you know kind of getting a little negative with some of the stuff so it's just like it's kind of like but i enjoyed the show but because so, I, 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 I kind of want to get lead into something real quick uh do you think the build-up for stomping grounds was kind of lackluster in some ways well they were telling stories like i get like baron corlin's story mm-hmm. like it's just like oh the ref was not like really like counting the, the pin for me mm-hmm. so i need to have a special guest referee so i was just like okay there's a storyline right there that they're talking about so because because i had honestly and i'm not going to lie to anybody i had no doubt that this was going to be a good pay-per-view because how often have we seen some of these kind of lackluster build-up to pay-per-views and it turns out to be a good show and it's funny because everybody talked about double or nothing in aew i've heard so much praise about that show but i think it's because everybody was coming in already deciding that they were going to like the show no matter what so i think a lot of the negativity that we're seeing for stomping ground is because people already were coming in saying oh this this pay-per-view is going to suck roman and drew again you know shane O'Mac, like all these rematches whatever but when you kind of mm-hmm. break it down and actually watch the show for what it is i thought it was a good show i thought it was a good to great show we have joseph bows in the chat that disagrees with us but what, what, what were some of your favorite moments from the actual show you said the triple threat match you know we had some great matches like like ricochet and samoa joe i thought the new day yeah. versus ko and sammy was fantastic what were some of your favorite moments of the show yeah, like uh, Ricochet winning the title. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked that he won the title. Like, I wasn't expecting that he was yeah, going to yeah. get the belt. I, you know, like, I thought they were going to have Samoa Joe, like, you know, keep it for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but I was really happy that he got the belt finally, you know. I'm not going to lie to you, and I have no proof of this. I should have tweeted it. I th- I knew that Ricochet was going to win, and let me tell you why. Because WWE has this thing about, and again, I, I don't work there. I'm just guessing, to be honest with you. But it feels like they have this thing where... If they have something in place, even if somebody gets hurt, they're going to finish that story. We saw that with the Shield, you know, when they first reunited after like five, six, seven years and Dean got hurt. And I feel like they 
once Dean came back, they 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 continue that storyline with Dean turning heel. I feel like that would have happened a year before. Uh, I feel like Rey Mysterio. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like Ricochet is supposed to be uh, is doing what 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 Rey Mysterio would have would have been. Rey Mysterio beat Samoa Joe at Money in the Bank for the U.S. title. He was supposed to have like a nice little run. Now that he got hurt, they needed somebody to fill that void. Hence, I feel like Ricochet is doing exactly what Rey Mysterio would have done. I, that's why I think Rick. I, it, I mean, I love that he won. It didn't really surprise me, but I still enjoyed everything about it. What do you think? Yeah, I can kind of agree with that. And now he's going to probably start working with AJ Styles, so that's well, going to be really interesting. They already announced tomorrow on Raw, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I'm sure a lot of indie guys. I'm a, I'm an indie fan. I don't know if that match has happened. I know it hasn't happened in the last five years or four years. But if it does, no, I, don't think, I don't think it happened because I think when Ricochet was starting up, he uh, AJ was in Japan. And then Ricochet was getting popular because of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Japan, but then AJ already left Japan mm-hmm. to start the WWE. Yeah. And I think that's how it Yeah, because I remember, I remember never, we, we've all seen the Ricochet matches with Will Ospreay and a lot of uh, Kushida from New Japan. But yeah, I, I think that, that match, is, is it fair to say that match has never happened? I could be very wrong. I feel like it's never happened. I mean, you never know. Somebody will probably look yeah. at you and be like, oh, no, it has happened. You know, like, I didn't know, like, AJ never faced Rey Mysterio, and then he had, like, that triple threat match, but yeah. I'm still waiting for, like, a one-on-one match. And also Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. They never had a one-on-one match either. So. All right. Or do you have any final thoughts for the show? And I have one more question to ask you after your final thought. I say it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. I get, like, people are going to just crap on the main event. But it was, like, it made kind of sense because, you know, Lacey Evans has been a thorn on Becky's side. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she wants to be like, you know what? Let me screw her man's, like, title, like, run. Like, it made sense, right? right? Like, the story made sense. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know. With that said. I like the show. Do you agree mm-hmm. or disagree with me that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's story, uh, relationship is a work? True or false? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you read uh, what I wrote. Like I put on the chat, I said that Becky Lynch has done several interviews that she never wanted to be in a relationship with somebody that's in the wrestling yeah. business. Yeah, like she was like, but you know, <laughs> like you know, they've shown them always together. So it's like you know. When you're always together with somebody and you have something in common, you know, there's going to be sparks. So now, uh, and just just to wrap it up real quick, same thing happened with Triple H and Stephanie. Because when they first started in that, in that storyline back in 99, they were not a couple. Then they eventually became a couple. Now, if, the, if I think it's a work, I'm not saying in any single way that they might legit become a couple. But I just think that when everything kind of came out, my instinct says that they were not a legit couple um, going into the storyline. Those are just my thoughts. Whether they become a couple, I'm sure that's, you know, I could be wrong. But for, for, for the meantime, I think I'm right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll Never see what know. happens. You're absolutely right. Like happen, like. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling in, Orlando. I look forward to seeing you in future chat rolls. Well, we're here every month, so thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good. Good thoughts from Orlando as well. Uh, we meet. We talked about the Ricochet Samoa Joe. I know. In many ways, this is another matchup. Please, if anybody wants to tell me if this match has happened before, uh, I know it hasn't happened in the last four years because Samoa Joe's been with uh, WWE for the last four years. But 
This was, this was a great match. Maybe it wasn't the best match of the year, but for what it was, I thought Ricochet and Samoa Joe, I thought they potentially had one of the best matches of the night. Uh, I think the actual match of the night was a Cruiserweight Championship match, but, you know, that's on the pre-show, and I have my own thoughts about that, which I'll get into uh, real quick. Uh, but, yeah, Ricochet, I, th- I think good for him. I think he's going to do great with the U.S. Championship. I'm excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow with uh, AJ Styles. I think that whole uh, match, I- I- I'm hoping, like, if it doesn't end in a clean finish, that's okay. You know, it's the first match. Uh, we we want to see maybe like a glimpse of what they can do. I know somebody somebody in the chat room said, you know, who would you pair up with Ricochet against AJ Styles in the club? You know, I think the Usos would be great. You know, a, a nice little six man tag. Uh, you know, here and there that you know on Raw. Why not? You know, we and, and in actuality, it can be any tag team to be able to. Let's be real. Let's just be real. It can be. It can be the freaking Street Profits for all we know. You know, or. War, war Raiders, or what are they called? Viking Raiders now, uh, which we saw them on Raw for the first time in a while. Uh, we talked about the women's match. Let's talk about the women's match. Becky Lynch, not Becky Lynch, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss in a match that happened two years ago for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm happy that it did not end the same way. I feel like back then when that happened, Bailey lost so much momentum. Uh, so I'm happy that she kind of is getting some more like momentum in and, and, you know, actual, actual stability when it comes to her championship. Uh, again, I want to hear what you guys think. 424-354-8302. Anybody else want to call in? We got around 20, 25 minutes left of the show. Uh, I want to know what you guys thought of the Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I want to know what you guys thought about Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, not a fan of the storyline. Love Roman Reigns. Hate that Shane McMahon was the first person to pin him after what since for like since like July that when he lost to Bobby Lashley like really out of everybody on the roster all these like young guys veterans you have Shane McMahon regardless of how he won Shane McMahon defeating Roman Reigns in a singles match you know at Super Showdown and now. It's a little annoying because the match itself was not bad. The match itself was really, really good. But it's all about Shane McMahon. You have so many guys on, or shall I say, not on TV, Finn Balor. You know, we saw Asuka and and Kyrie Sane in like a brief backstage segment. And that was like the only TV time they've had in like the last month. Uh, Rusev, Nakamura, so many guys that are not on TV at all, not even chasing the 24-7 championship. But yet Shane McMahon gets at least like half an hour on Raw and SmackDown. And and he's the one that beat Roman Reigns. I just, I'm I'm a Shane O'Mac fan. Uh, one, one of his matches is one of my favorite matches of all time, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon, King of the Ring 2001. Um, but I, I think it's time to kind of use at least Shane to get other guys over, not for him to be the guy that beats Roman Reigns. So I feel like that match tonight, Roman versus Drew, was a little a little tainted because it feels like Drew can't beat Roman unless it's with help from Shane. And yet Roman still was able to win the match, but yet Shane can beat Roman. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, we, it's a little frustrating because I, I feel like there are so many guys that could have given that Roman that first pinfall loss, but you know, like Joseph Boza, exact, his exact words are Shane shouldn't, shouldn't be on TV all the damn time. I am sick of this feud. 
It is actually making Drew look, look bad, like a moron. I don't think it makes him look bad. I just feel like he's just there. Like, he, you can't always rely on a McMahon to just get over. You know, I mean, what do I know, right? Uh, we'll see what happens from here. I'm sure they're going to – didn't they announce, like, a handicap match? Drew versus – Drew and uh, Shane against Roman. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I thought the tag team match was fun. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan against Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. Uh, it was fun because we saw two baby faces get booed out of the building from because they were facing Daniel Bryan. Uh, Heavy Machinery is kind of growing on me a little bit. I'm still not a, like a super fan. I, I think they still have a ways to go to kind of really, really get over. Um, you know, obviously the kids love them. Otis is just a huge ball of charisma, but it just you can't expect them to get over when you're in Daniel Bryan's home state. Like it's just not going to happen. Uh, if anything, Daniel Bryan was working very babyface like. I mean, you kind of have. I mean, I'm kind of curious how 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 a match like this gets gets put together as far as. Do you just ignore the fact that Daniel Bryan is not going to get booed, and you do you kind of book him as a babyface, or do you just you know just ignore everything and say business as usual? I mean, it, it made for a fun match. Uh, the crowd was great. Uh, it was good. I mean, I, I'm kind of curious where, where Heavy Machinery goes now. Um, you know, with Alexa Bliss getting a SmackDown Women's Championship match. I mean, maybe Heavy Machinery is going to face the Revival next. Who knows? I mean, I kind of like to see. Ryder and Hawkins come back and actually challenge for the tag team belts instead of chasing the 24-7 championship, which I will comment on if I have time because I am not a fan of the 24-7 championship. want to know what everyone else thinks. Um, yes, Brian was going to get cheered there in Tacoma. Uh, Drew McIntyre is done. He is buried. I don't think he's buried yet. Uh, what else do we have in the chat room? I agree with George. Drew being Shane's lackey is hurting his credibility. Shane, is, Shane isn't even a wrestler. What about Backlash Big Show versus Shane McMahon? That match was good. I thought his match with the Blackman and, and tests were better from the SummerSlam 99 and 2000, uh, but it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, yeah. And what else do we got on Stomping Ground? Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus The New Day. Uh, I referenced this match a few minutes ago. Absolutely loved this match. Loved everything about it. Thought it, thought it was one of the best tag team matches I've seen on, on Raw or SmackDown in a while, considering how much love they don't give the the tag team division. Uh, with that said, I am begging, I am begging them. And I know Owens just said in an interview that he would like to have some time apart from Sami Zayn, uh, just because they're always so you know connected with one another, but this wild card rule just kind of messes everything up. I would love for them to at least have a tag team title run, whether it's for a month, six months, whatever it is. And I know a lot of people are going to you know, think about that Ring of Honor tag team title run that they had with El Generico and Kevin Steen. They had some great matches together. I feel like there is so much there as far as what they can do as a team with Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, it gives it would give them something to do on a regular basis. I think they would have some great match with the Royal Raiders or whatever it is, Viking Raiders. I think they'd have some great matches with, with the Usos, if anything. I thought that much was going to happen like a year ago. Uh, but I'm really hoping that happens. Want to know what everybody thinks? 424-354-8302. Once again, it's 424-354-8302. Anybody wants to call in? I'm here. All night for the next 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, but again, 
besides the point, I thought that match was great. I'm hoping this is kind of a tough one for the New Day because, you know, you know, Owens and Sami Zayn won. Uh, New Day looked fantastic. But do you keep them kind of maybe chasing the tag team titles in some way just to kind of keep them busy? Uh, because, like, are they always going to be... Are they always going to be Kofi's? I don't want to say lackeys, but just new. I, I I'm hope that I hope that New Day never never breaks up. I really don't. I really hope they stay together forever and ever. I want them to be the exception. I don't want them to. You know, I want them to always be. I, I just feel like it's not going to work if Biggie suddenly turns heel or whoever it is. I I, I want them to all kind of go after something. Kofi's WWE champion. That's phenomenal. Uh, not sure how much he weighs. But I'd love to see Xavier Woods maybe go after the 205 title. I, I think that I, I know that he's he's shorter. So again, I, I don't know how legit that, that that weight is, anyways. But let's just assume that he's 205. I think him going to to 205 Live, but still being on SmackDown with the New Day, I think that would have I think that would add so much credibility uh, to to the 205 and, and the Cruiserweight division. I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Maybe Big E go after the Universal Championship. I, j- I just want them to all be interconnected. And if not, maybe like another tag run before like Xavier Woods and, and Big E. Let's see how they do as a combo, not as a trio, but let's see how they do as a tag team without having to rely on. On Kofi, or maybe even have Kofi be involved. That way, he can be both WWE and Tag Team Championships. Who knows? We haven't seen that in a while. We haven't seen a WWE champion be a Tag Team Champion at the same time. We saw the Intercontinental with with Seth Rollins like six months ago, but not the WWE Champion or even Universal Champion with being a Tag Team Champion at the same time. Dodgy Claire, what do I think about the wild cards? I absolutely hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate not knowing what's going to happen in terms of, and not in a good way. It's okay to be unpredictable, but I don't know. It just, it just feels like, like it's laziness. Uh, I feel like you have the potential to have, to really push, you know, a, a good amount of people, but then you don't because you have your top three, four guys always going back and forth, you know, between Raw and SmackDown and not giving anyone else an opportunity to really grow. Uh, the, the the brand split back in 2016, SmackDown, even, even Raw to extent, I'm not going to eliminate Raw, but SmackDown, like, benefited tremendously from the brand split. You know, AJ Styles, uh, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, um, you know, even like Heath Slater and Rhino, Jinder Mahal. Uh, so many guys that benefited, you know, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, like so many guys benefited and they legit got over because they didn't have Roman coming in every week, uh, Finn Balor coming in, Braun Strowman, like, you know, you, you, you had this roster and you just let them do their thing. You know, even Raw, like Braun Strowman, on when, after the brand split happened, he totally got over. Like, that's how you get somebody over. You get patience, you take the time, and you really push them and push them and push them until, you know, you let it speak for itself. Those are my opinion about the brand split in response to your question. Um, according to Wikipedia, Xavier Woods is exactly 205 pounds. Love to see it happen. Again, I... I I I hope they don't consider it as a demotion. I don't think of two hundred five as a demotion. As long as you kind of like like look at Drake Maverick, like he's on Raw every single week, being one of the most entertainment 
entertaining persons on the roster. But he still does his thing on 205. You look at Leo Rush as well. Like, you can still do whatever you need to do on 205, but... You know, he can still be in the new day. He can still be, um, you know, doing a thing, you know, being entertaining as usual. Um, love to see it happen just because it will give him something to do. It will give him something to chase, you know. As Eric Bischoff always said, there's stakes involved. Um, you know, Biggie, I know he's a former Intercontinental Champion. You know, I I think he's too big for a mid-card title. But, again, I'd love to see them with the wild card rule just kind of say, like, hey, you're a WWE champion. You're my brother. I'm not going to go after you, but Universal Championship, you know, let's let's, you know, let's do something very special that's never been really been done before. Um, what else was on the pay-per-view? I think that's all the matches, but obviously we have so much to talk about. Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin, just to recap, that was a good match. Kingston Ziggler, great finish. Love to see Kingston win more decisively. Uh, Roman Drew, good match, just overshadowed by Shane. Bailey Alexa, it was good, you know. It wasn't a bad match, if anything. And anybody watches the last year or two, I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss when she is consistently working. I know she had some injuries in the last year or so um, that kind of set her back a little bit. So I'm not going to give her. I've said before, Alexa Bliss is at, at, was at times the number one female in all of WWE. I'm not going to give her that now just because, like I said, she hasn't really been consistently wrestling. And, you know, she's always great. She's always entertaining. But obviously with Becky, with, with you know, Charlotte, I know she's been off for like a couple of weeks. But so many, so many top-notch females. Alexa has potential to be that number one female again. Obviously, some injuries kind of set her back. But, again, thought it was a great match. Uh, the Tag Team Championship match was fun to watch. Ricochet Samoa Joe was, was a great match. Owens and Sami Zayn, again, again New Day. Again, I thought the match was fantastic. Becky Lynch and Lacey was great. The Cruiserweight match. Let's talk about the Cruiserweight match for a little, for a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people are upset because it was on the pre-show. I I think that's 100% fair to be upset about the pre-show or the Cruiserweights being on the pre-show because you hear it all the time on WrestleMania where you have a couple guys that are on the pre-show or the kickoff show, I guess it's called, and one person will make the or a couple of people will make the argument saying, well, it's all on the network. It's it's you you'll get more exposure if it's on YouTube or maybe it's on USA because I know sometimes they'll air, you know, an hour of the pre-show on, on USA Network. Oh, you get more exposure. Okay, then put a John Cena match on the kickoff show. Put a Roman Reigns match on a kickoff show. If you're not going to do anything like that on the kickoff show, then don't compare it to, to the actual WrestleMania card. You know, and I can say that for anything. You know, I, and even like Tyler Breeze and, and, and Fandango. This is going to be a hot topic, so hopefully, no, I don't make anyone mad. They, I think, they're lying to themselves when they say it's not a demotion. It, it's, it's, you know, I want to come back here. I want to be here. I want to be in NXT. Maybe not so. Maybe demotion isn't a isn't the right word, but it's definitely not at the same level as Raw or SmackDown. And let me tell you one specific reason why. NXT is not on the same level of Raw and SmackDown because where are the NXT matches on WWE pay-per-views? Where is the NXT match at a WrestleMania, at a SummerSlam, at a stomping grounds, for goodness sakes? That is the only reason why I don't think of it as a straight, linear uh, change. I feel like it's a little bit lower, but hopefully maybe that changes in, in the next six months. Maybe when NXT, if, if they have the chance to be on a Fox network, I think that'd be huge. I think getting that that exposure on a Fox uh, on a Fox channel 
who knows? And maybe we can see them, you know, maybe more on WWE pay-per-views. But until then, I, I want to see anybody say that it's not a linear change or linear move, but whatever. Um, what else do we got in the chat room? Uh, Joseph Boza, obviously, as always. Oh, you write for one person on the old tab. It's Vince. Vince is a senile old bastard who thinks he knows best. I thought Hogan knows best. Dylan Matthews, that's Vince's fault. Not the Iconics. What, you, what about the Iconics? About them not being, you know, whatever. Uh, our truth. Oh, our truth. Uh, we saw a little bit of clips of the 24-7 championship getting changed, uh, the uh, getting, getting uh, switched over. At Drake Maverick's wedding against the uh, May Young Classic first season competitor Renee Michelle, that's always fun. I mean, Arch twenty four seven championship. Not a fan. And let me tell you why I'm not a fan. I mean, again, our truth is the absolute best part about that championship. Not taking anything away from anybody involved in that. You know, chasing that championship. Our truth has been great. Drake Maverick has been great. You know, Jinder Mahal, Elias, you know, Titus O'Neil. Like, everybody's been great doing it, you know, and, and happy to see guys like Noe Jose and Maldurali and Robert Roode and all those guys on, on TV. Um, but you look at the world championship, not comparing it, obviously. He's the champion of the world. You look at the Universal Champion. He's a champion of the world. Even look at the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship formed because you had in, in 1978, 1979, you had the North American Champion with the South American Champion. They combined to become the Intercontinental Championship, which Pat Patterson won in Rio de Janeiro. Um, hence the name Intercontinental Champion. So you can be the champion of the Intercontinents, if that makes any sense. United States Champion, you're the champion of the U.S., uh, the women's championship, like you, you, you are the best woman for Raw or SmackDown or the tag team division or the 205 division. You're the best cruiserweight on the roster. When you're the 24-7 champion, what are you a champion of? You know what I mean? You're a champion of, of a belt that's getting defended 24-7? But like, what is, uh, but still, like, what are you a champion? You just happen to have a championship that can get defended anytime. But, like, but what are you a champion of? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it that's, that's one beef I have with the championship. My other beef is when asking a couple of guys, uh, maybe that work there, or maybe just, you know, just asking fans or whoever it is, they say, what do you think of twenty four seven championship? Their response is, you know, it's cool. It gives something to do to a lot of people that normally are not on TV. Eric Young, EC three, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But now you're giving these guys TV time. But what about everyone else? I mentioned it earlier. Where is Rusev? Where is Nakamura? Where is Finn Balor? You know, uh, there are so many people that are on TV. You have, you have Hawkins and Ryder who were just tag team champions like a week and a half ago, and now like they're not even. They're not even asking for. A, I know there's no rematch clauses anymore, but they're not even trying to to get a rematch. You, you know what I mean? Like they're not even trying to trying to say, hey, you know, we we were champions. We want to get a shot at the revival. They took our belts, whatever, whatever. Like nothing. Like oh, but that, but whoa, there's a twenty four seven championship that I want to have. Not screw the tag belts. I want to be the twenty four seven champion. It's like I I I, I really love wrestling and. Don't get me wrong. I am never, 
ever going to stop watching. And I love all wrestling, whether it's AAA, uh, you know, AEW, whenever it's going to show on. You know, I watch New Japan every week. I watch Impact Wrestling as much as I can. You know, we're all smacked on NXT, 205 Live. I, I really try to watch as much as I can on a regular basis. So I'm never going to stop watching. But it's sometimes it's like it's it. I, I know they're capable of being so good because we've seen it. So we've seen very great things from the WWE. You know, I thought the Kofi Kingston, uh, I thought the Kofi Kingston storyline building up to WrestleMania was phenomenal. You know, and and you know AJ Styles being back from from injury is only going to make the, the everything better. It just there are just some things that I wish was not happening, like the wild card rule. Uh, you know, twenty four seven championship is great. I th- I, th- I love I love the social media presence that it has. Uh, but where's there's still a lot of things that kind of need polishing when it comes to Raw and SmackDown and twenty four seven. And you know, like I said, I love the fact that they had a champion. They had a, they had a title change at a wedding. Like well, yesterday, the day before, at a wedding, like that, I, I love the, the the title change on the plane. Like I said, nothing taken away from the actual people involved, but what do I know? I mean, there's too many championships. Championships, anyways. Uh, we'll see where where it goes from here. We got some good backstage segments from Salming Ground. Uh, we had a Paul Heyman sighting, so we all probably thought maybe maybe Brock Lesnar was going to be the, the the special referee. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, what else do we have from uh, Nikki Cross? We're going to see how that goes. Is she going to be the next person in line for Bailey? Um, again, AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which should be done tomorrow. Uh, can't wait for that match. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm, I want to see anybody confirm or deny that that match has never happened before. If it has never happened before, I really hope they promote the hell out of it because that's something that should be promoted. Um, and especially for maybe I know I texted a couple fans, a couple of my friends that maybe don't watch wrestling every week, but we'll watch an AJ Styles versus Ricochet match. Um, love that Drew Gulak is the champion now. I, again, I thought that match was phenomenal. That match was fantastic. Uh, they need to get more love. I like and I love the fact that a lot of the 205 Live roster is consistently tweeting just how great that show is. Mike Kanellis always tweeting like that, that that if this is a representation of what that show is, that that is a can't miss show. I saw a match with Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher around a week and a half ago, two weeks ago on 205 Live. That was just phenomenal. Chad Gable is going to be amazing on that. Uh, you know, Oni Lorcan who's always like just uh, Joey's like just on on like fast forward watching him just with his with his chops and his heart hanging attitude. Like two hundred five live is a really really great show, and I don't think it gets the love it deserves because I, I think the presence on Raw is definitely missed. You know, it used to be on Raw every single week, uh, and you know, definitely it it, it it it's funny that Enzo Amore. <laughs> That was the last time that 205 Live had a presence on Monday Night Raw because of Enzo Amore. So that goes to show you how they look at the roster. Um, that might be it for the Stomping Grounds after show. Uh, let's see. Yeah, get two on handicap match, New Day, whatever. Yeah. Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. Again, I thought it was a great match. Uh, but, you know, you can keep the conversation going because there is a 
chat room right now that's still going. There are comments down below that you can just keep flooding, and, and I read every single one of them. We, you know, we can talk about it forever and ever. That's the magic about social media. That's the magic about YouTube. These conversations can go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, but, yeah, that's our show. I am George Hermosa. You can follow me on Twitter at G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. I will be back for the next WWE pay-per-view, probably with more people. You know, I can do this all day, but I don't think anybody wants to hear me all day. Maybe you do. Who knows? I'm all for it. Uh, we'll see. But I know every Tuesdays or every Wednesdays, you can watch After 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. We will have Eric Bischoff on this week, I am sure. We didn't have him on last week, but anybody watching that is not aware. We do After 83 Weeks on the 83 Weeks a YouTube channel. We interview, 80, we, re- we interview Eric Bischoff. I can't even talk right now. I've been talking too much. We interview Eric Bischoff every single week. It's always fun. We want to hear. We want you guys to ask some, some questions that you want us to ask. So, yeah, there it is. Uh, G. Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-S-A. Thank you very much. Thank you, anybody who called. Thank you, anybody who's, who's in the chat room. Just thank you, everybody. I sincerely mean that from the, from the bottom of my heart. See you guys later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.